1: It's time now for the Teaching Timeless Truths radio broadcast with Pastor Roger Walton. So get your Bible, a pen, and your Bible study notebook as we journey through the truths of God's Word. And now with today's Timeless Truth, here's Pastor Walton. Psalm 119, Psalm 119. The last time we were looking at the fifth section where we saw an incredible longing for revival and in a very determined mode by imploring and actually... Uh, commanding in the imperative mood, uh, I want this to be in the HIFL stem, cause this, Lord, make this happen. You actively teach me. You keep me. You give me understanding. You make me to go in the way of thy commandments. You incline my heart. You turn away mine eyes. You establish me. You turn me. And then he said, Twice in there, quicken me. But those were not in the hiffle stem, they were in the peel stem. The very excitable, intensive skin. Man, revive me, quicken me, make me alive. Now at the very end, in verse 39, he said, Turn away my reproach, which I fear, for thy judgments are good. Evidently, the psalmist was confronting a lot of people. And in this next section, section 6 here, in the next letter of the acrostic Hebrew alphabet, we see a section that deals with people who are reproaching the psalmist. And he wants to make sure that he is able to take care of all of these reproaches in a biblical manner. He does not want to take anything into his own hands. So he starts out in verse number 41. Let thy mercies come also unto me o lord even thy salvation according to thy word what he says here is lord i need your mercies your loving kindness i need you to come in and be into me i need to experience and continue to be reminded of your awesome mercies your loving kindnesses even thy salvation the fact that you have delivered me not only uh, as a saved person you delivered from sin but you're being delivered from the power of it constantly because it has no more power over you he said according to thy word I know what your word says and I have put all of my stock into your word and I am taking the word by the way he's the psalmist here is writing 176 verses and he's dealing with totally the Word of God he believes in the Word of God and my friend I will remind you as has been said in this series and other times that the Word of God is the only authoritative volumes of books that we have 66 books in one collection called the Holy Bible that God wrote everything else man wrote and when man writes as is always the case man is fallible and yes there are commentaries and yes there are good men with good minds who have given us some great thoughts but still you have to be careful the book that you major in the book you stay in the book you live in and let live in you is the Bible let the Bible master you and you master the Bible get hold of its truths and don't just get hold of its truths for knowledge But get hold of its truths for knowledge and wisdom, understanding, wisdom, discernment, discretion, and make sure that you take the knowledge and turn it into understanding what God wants and what God says, and then turn that knowledge of understanding of that knowledge into wisdom, where you apply it to everyday life continually then you take that wisdom that allows you to apply it and let it give you that discernment where you can discern the spirits and know what's going on and discern a situation ahead of time and not have something get you off guard where you react before you think. And then discretion, which discretion says, because of what I know and how I understand it and the wisdom God's given me through it, And I'm discerning something's not right here. My discretion says I will not be part of that. Okay, that's kind of the way that works. Let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even thy salvation according to thy word. Verse 42, watch what he says here. So shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me, for I trust in thy word. See, he's going back to that reproach those that reproach, that defy, that uh, come in and have nothing to do with what you are. So they taunt and they agitate and they reproach and they say things and they do things to try to bring a reproach to the psalmist. He said, I want you to remind me of who you are and your loving kindness. Constantly remind me of my salvation. Stay it, keep it right in my forefront Because then I'll have wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me. I'll have a reply for those who are out there. And the reason why is I trust in thy word. I have put all my confidence, my security, my faith, my hope, my entire life. I have put it in thy word. I believe in thy word. That's why Jesus said, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Now again, we remind you of what we said last time. Last time I just kind of alluded to it today. I'm going to actually read the actual scriptures because I believe it'll be a big help to you. If you were to have a red letter Bible and you were to turn to John chapter 15, you'll see a lot of red letters. And in this walking by the way and seeing the vineyard and the discourse in the vineyard he gets down to verse number 18 and he says to his disciples if the world hate you ye know that it hated me before it hated you the word hate means to detest to the point of persecution it has the idea of a persecuting spirit coming out of somebody he said if you were of the world the world would love us or would love his own but because you are not of the world but I have chosen you mm, I love that mm. I have chosen you out of the world and because I did that therefore the world hateth you remember the word that I said unto you the servant is not greater than his Lord if they have persecuted me they will also persecute you by the way all who live God in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution if they have kept my saying they will keep yours also but all these things will they do unto you for my namesake because they know not him that sent me if I had not come and spoken to them they had not no, they had had no sin but now they have no cloak for their sin he exposed them for what they were he that hateth me hateth my father also there's no question there's no question that if you love the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart, after what he went through in that revival passage, now he's saying, I want to make sure I carry this forward so as I'm continuing to be approached, I remember who you are and your word and nothing else. This would have been great. If the world hates you, it hated me before it hated you. You're in good company. If they don't love the Lord Jesus, what makes you think they would ever love you? When Jesus was speaking again, read letters in Matthew's Gospel, chapter number five, in the Sermon on the Mount, and the Beatitudes, he said, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. If you're being persecuted for being right with God, hey, yours is the kingdom of heaven. Just remember... Those that are reproaching and making fun of and to think God is a joke, they're going to find out he wasn't a joke, and they're going to find it's too late to cry out for the mercy they could have had when they were in this life. Blessed are you when you're persecuted for righteousness' sake, for doing what's right with God. You get the kingdom of heaven. They don't. Then he said, blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you. The word revile is upbraid or reproach. That is what we're talking about with the psalmist. And persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely. Every kind of thing they can throw against you falsely for my sake. He said, even if they do that, here's what you do. Verse 12 of Matthew 5. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Now, I have just gotten excited about this. Uh, Rejoice means to be glad, calmly happy. Then there's a comma, so there's a separation. Then it says, and be exceeding glad. And that means to jump off your feet for joy. I mean, that has to do with incredible rejoicing, leaping for joy exaltation and joy of you being able to do something that would be a reward for christ now watch this because that comma is there i believe there's a separation here's the way i kind of look at this and 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 i'm just i'm applying this okay somebody comes and persecutes you They say all manner of evil against you false. they look at you and they spew their junk and garbage. Maybe even like happened to me when I was a teenager, knock the book, Bible out of your hand, knock the books out of your hand, trip you up, make you fall. Boy, there were times I wanted to just turn around and deck them, but I had a testimony to keep and I didn't do it. The word rejoice, you're in that situation and you just kind of smile and you're calmly happy and they wonder what's wrong with you. And then you pick up your books and you continue to go home and you get into your home and you jump up off your feet and say yes thank you lord i got to be persecuted for you great are you and you got a reward for me and i'll just hopefully one day be able to just cast it at your feet and say thank you lord and he said listen you're in good company rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you you're in good company don't 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 get all upset and bent out of shape. You are in good company. Then in verse 43, he says, "And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I have long, or I have hoped in thy judgments. I have hoped in thy judgments. Take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth." What he's saying there is it's in the heffal stem, and uh, what he's what he's saying here is, please don't cause me to say anything out of my mouth utterly. I mean, I'm vehement about this. I don't want one word to come out of my mouth that is not true. I want everything that comes out of my mouth to be correct. Now, listen, I I wrote this down as I was thinking about this. Cause me to testify right, Lord. Cause me to testify. When I testify, may I not testify out of emotion and say something that would not be biblical and say that my experience was because of something that uh, was, uh, you know, happened and I, and I made it something that I couldn't prove. Just testify right. Let me testify, and when I testify, may it be all about you. May they see you. May they hear from you. May they know about you. Let me, when I just speak... Let me speak right so that people, what comes out of my mouth, know exactly who I am, that I don't say certain words and I don't act certain ways because I love my Lord. When I teach, cause me to teach, whether it be that young Sunday school class all the way down to the little kids and all the way up into the adults, when I teach, Don't let me cause me not to have one word come out of my mouth. That's not your word. That's not your truth. That's not your preach. And when I preach for those of us that preach the word, may I do that? You know why? Because I have hoped in thy judgments. He said, I know that your judgments are right. And I know what your judgments are. And the word hope there means to have patience to wait. I'm going to wait. You will judge. You will judge correctly. I await your justice. I don't want to say anything to try to buddy up with them. I want it to come out exactly the truth, and you'll judge. I'm not the judge. I'm just going to preach the truth. And I know when I preach the truth, they're going to reproach me and revile me. That's okay. Don't take the word utterly out of my mouth. I have hoped in thy judgments. So shall I keep thy law continually forever and ever so he says i don't i want you to protect me from saying wrong because i'm going to keep your law forever that's what i want that's my heart i want to put that guard on that I want to keep that hedged about. I want that. I don't want anything getting through to erode me from the truth. I don't want to hear what was said in Isaiah, truth is fallen in the street. But rather, I want to hear thy word is truth. And he said, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. I keep thy law continually. The law, the very word of God put into. Uh, practice, remember the word law, when we took a look at that, is, uh, has the idea of more than a set of codes, but the will of God, his instructions, his laws that lead us to the right way, keep us on the right road, and remind us of the way we're going, and we can continue. And he said, that's where I'm at. And so then he went on and said, and based, I will keep thy law continually, forever and ever, and I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. I will walk at Liberty the idea of walking at Liberty means freely I will walk largely about with a a freeliness and ability a wideness because I seek thy precepts I'm going to be okay I can walk it I can walk it at Liberty I don't have to panic I don't have to worry because I am seeking thy precepts meaning I am looking and and I'm making sure in that seeking that I am seeking your precepts out of your Bible, these wonderful truths. What's the principle that I live by? Let me put it in a principle that keeps me in all situations, where there's a thing that comes up in my life today that's not maybe addressed in the Word of God as far as that particular situation, but based on the principles of what I've learned in the Word of God, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. Is this a wicked thing? If it is, I've got that principle. No, I'm not going to do That's the wrong thing to look at. Not going down that road, not going to do it. I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. Most people think walking is to just blind faith, go down the road and see what happens, and then blame God if things don't go right. And most people look at things as God is nothing but you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't go here. You can't do that. No, he says, for every can't, he says, you can't. You can't do this, but you can do this. I don't want you in that worldly music, but you can have this kind of music. What he takes away, replaces it with something that's so much better, so much more in tune to what we need. And I don't know why it is that we find ourselves in these kind of modes where we think God's a negative God. Look at the positive. If you want to look at something, One day, look at what your life was without him and put down. And everything that you could put down, none of it would be all that great because it doesn't last. But when you got saved, you were born again. You were birthed into the family of God. You were sealed unto the day of redemption. You were adopted into the family of God and made an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And you were given exceeding precious promises that you are able to keep. You will have a home to live with eternally. You will have a brand new body. And if I keep going, we'll never get done. It just is incredible. And you will find a list that is so incredible. And then put it next to this, I can't do this, I can't do that. It's meaningless. It's worthless. Take the word of God. Learn from the stories. Okay, what do I learn from the story of David and Goliath? What principles can I put in my life? What do I learn from David and Bathsheba? What principles do I put in my life? What do I do to be at liberty and seeking to put things into principles? Verse number 46, he says, I will speak of thy testimonies also before kings. And will not be ashamed. Hallelujah. I'm glad that he said that. First of all, he said, I will speak of thy testimonies. If you remember, the word testimonies is a synonym for the Word of God that means the proof, the given record, testifying, witnessing of the facts. You are a witness. What do you have? You're supposed to have facts. You testify facts. I want you to think about what we say. Do you swear to tell the truth? Okay. Why do we not stop there? Why is there two more phrases? Because you can tell the truth, but leave parts out. What you said was truthful, but you didn't tell it all. So it goes on and says, do you swear to tell the truth? the whole truth in other words when you tell the truth will you tell all of it yes or no i don't know if people even think about what they're saying i do to i don't know if they know in their hearts what they're claiming they're going to do because so many people don't always tell everything they know but not only the whole truth then he said and nothing but the truth you could tell the truth about this situation the whole truth, and then turn around over here, say something else that's not the truth. So they want you to come into court and they're saying, basically, don't say anything that's not truthful. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. That's it. Don't say anything that's not truthful. And when you say something truthful, say all of it. That's the idea of I will speak thy testimony. I will tell the truth and the whole truth and nothing but the truth of who you are and what you are. And he said, and I will speak it the Kings before Kings I am going to be before those that are in absolute authority and when I have those times because of whatever the psalmist's position was that allowed this to be listen very carefully and will not be ashamed and will not be ashamed my friend We don't want to be ashamed of God. We don't want to be, hey, he said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. That's not the place we want to be. God's word should actually stir you up to want to tell them. Paul was excited. He got to speak and testify before Felix and Festus and Agrippa. And Agrippa was like, man, Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. He said, you didn't make it. But you've got some arguments there. And then one of them said, You're, you speak as a madman. You're crazy. You've lost your mind. Oh, what is wrong with you? Something ain't right. There is an incredibleness that we have when we come before others and just testify of the Lord Jesus Christ and all he's done and the great things the Bible, They say to you, how did you make it through that trial? Oh, let me testify about how good God is. Let me tell you how God came by. His peace and his presence, his power, it was there. How he comforted him and how he spoke sweet peace to me. Man, I'm telling you, he's something else. You speak the truth of God and you're not ashamed. You stand up and you just say, hey, listen, and they can ridicule you and make fun of you, but one day when they're in that Kind of situation they're going to be looking you up because they're going to say you're the only one I know that went through it and actually didn't get upset. Then he says in verse number forty-seven, "And I will delight myself in thy commandments which I have loved." Think about that. When uh, he didn't say of all the words for the word of God, he chose. He chose to use the word commandments the word commandment is the word of God as a definite authoritative an authoritative command that comes from the Lord thou shalt not you look at the Ten Commandments thou shalt have no other gods before me okay he said I'll delight myself in thy commandments if your commandment is no other gods no problem I love your commandments I love what you told me to do I love it when you tell me authoritatively this is what you're not to do. This is what you are to do. That's my love. I am glad that I can take my life and use it in such a way that people will see I'm not ashamed because I love and delight in your commandments. How about that? Do you love God's word enough to delight in what he tells you to do? If he told you to go somewhere you really didn't want to go? Uh, listen, I, <clears throat> I said one time when I was a younger a kid. I I, was, uh, I got saved at 14. I moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee and went to college. And I decided that summer to stay there. And I went and actually got an apartment <clears throat> and had an eight-hour-a-day job at midnight hours, 11 to 7. And uh, while I was doing that, I said, Lord, now when I get done and you want to send me someplace, send me anywhere. I'll go anywhere, but I don't want to go back to Florida. Please don't send me back to Florida. In fact, I don't want to go, and I'm not going. And guess what? the Iwana Youth Association opened up for the state of Florida and the Caribbean Islands and I ended up moving back to Florida and I told people don't ever say you won't do something because that may be where God sends you and I think it was just because I was being stubborn and uh, you know I came uh, we moved to the North Carolina mountains in 1991 but God did put us back uh, for 14 years to pastor a church there and then brought us back to the mountains uh, when the uh, things changed in my health hey listen uh, wherever you want God I, I finally after that incident said whatever you want God nothing else I don't want anything else but what you want and I will not be ashamed wherever you send me I will not be ashamed before whoever you send me before I will not do that then we come over to the very last verse and what we find here is he he makes a statement of praise and uh, I find this exciting too uh, I will speak of thy... T- I'm sorry, I, did I skip? One? No, I got it. Okay. My hands also will I lift up unto thy commandments, which I have loved, commenting on the verse before, and I will meditate in thy statutes. All right, let's take a look at this. Think about this, the hands going up. I will lift up my hands. The psalmist's hands go up to him, praising, reaching to God's laws and commandments, saying, Lord, it's about you. I lift up my hands to you. The Bible talks about in the New Testament, I will lift up holy hands. If you're going to have holy hands, then you're going to have to have clean hands. Amen? Now, stop and think with me. What are some of the things that James said we need to do if we are going to resist the devil so that he actually flees from us what are some of the things that he says that we are to do well it's interesting because he says in verse 7 of chapter 4 submit yourselves therefore unto god submit rank under get in your place where you belong in the rank resist the devil and he'll flee from you get under god and resist the devil he'll flee draw nigh to god and he will draw nigh to you cleanse your hands ye sinners and purify your hearts ye double-minded did you hear that cleanse your hands and that's what he's gotten to the word he loves his commandments he said all kinds of things about i've got to be revived i've got to have it and so i can lift up my hands and praise you with clean hands unashamed of who you are and I will meditate in thy statutes I'll muse and think about it all the day long Father in the name of Jesus burn this in our hearts we pray and help us to live clean for you in Jesus name amen and amen
0: yes I believe every word that he said is true I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would His word, it thrills me through and through. I believe every word is true. Oh, I believe every word that he said is true. I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do. How I love his precious word, it thrills me through and through.
1: You have been listening to the Teaching Timeless Truths radio broadcast with Pastor Roger Walton. You can send all correspondence to tttbroadcasts at gmail.com. Tune in again next week for another Timeless truth.